Okay, so it's been literally months. I don't even know if postpartum I've, I've uh, uh, recorded since I've had Teddy. But I'm sitting here with my friend Melanie. Hi, by the way. Welcome Hi. to the Lady Heather Show. Okay, here we are. <laughs> um, I'm sitting with my friend Melanie. I don't even know where I should put this. Maybe oh, here. Yeah. Um, my high-tech uh, stuff. But I'm sitting here with <laughs> Melanie, and we're having a conversation about motherhood. We haven't talked in... I mean, really talked in over two years. Yeah. The last time we saw each... Well, it's probably been two years. We had a high buy like 18 months ago. Yeah. Maybe. That was a temperature check though. And I'm like, okay, she doesn't hate me. That was good. <laughs> but we worked... You know, we, we've, we've talked about things. We've both gone through a lot and changed a lot. But we're just sitting here. I'm two cups of coffee in. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about motherhood and our expectations and what we thought we should be mm-hmm. and maybe that's based on the type of childhood that we had um but I sprung this on her I'm like hey hold on I want to push record on this because I think <laughs> it's an interesting conversation but you were saying that as a kid your mom was well she was June Cleaver mm-hmm. right like it, like it was just crazy to me that she she made the cookies and she made like, you know, she cut out heart-shaped um, sandwiches on Valentine's Day and she mm-hmm. left notes in our, in our boxes. And it was just insane to me when... Was like, she happy? Um, As a kid, did you think she was happy? You know, her happiness never really like crossed my mind. Well, I think kids don't think that way. Yeah. I guess, okay, maybe that's... So a- now looking back, I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, I know that... Um, it seems to me looking from the outside in and with 2020 vision that she really like sacrificed her life for us. Yeah. And that was all she ever wanted. Like she worked really hard to have us. Like she just didn't pop pregnant one day. Like she, she actually adopted us and yeah, you know, it wasn't like she sought us out. Like she wanted to be a mom. Yeah. So it was, that's incredible. To, I mean, yeah. she chose, that's her, her career. It was her life's mission to be a mom. That's incredible. You know, and I think, you know, she really did instill from, from day one that that was kind of what, what women do. Like, that's kind of part of, like, the, the woman's experience of life is you have children, you get married, you're a wife, and you're a mom. And, and your dad, um, did he work outside oh I mean, yeah uh, of course outside of the home yeah she never worked she only worked because she wanted to you know okay. she she volunteered at the school and that turned into a job for her and she was always around but we never had to exist on our own yeah we never had to fend for ourselves we, it was never you know it was a very planned life it was a very you know we were we were watched over we were guarded and did you, know. you ever go to people's houses where they grew up in a completely different maybe where both parents worked and like what do they call them latchkey kids where you know they wear the key to the house on their <laughs> neck the bus drops them off right. and they just yeah. let themselves in like did you have friends yeah, they like fix that? themselves a peanut butter and jelly sandwich after they get home from school well yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean I think there were those kids. I went to school with them. I can't say that I was really friends with a whole lot of them. Were a lot of your other friends, were their moms the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, we, I mean, we grew up in a pretty affluent area. That's and so different. It, it, well, it, I, I assume it's different. It's yeah. what my experience yeah, yeah, yeah. was, right? And so then when you had kids, kids, but even before you had kids, when you thought of motherhood, did you look at it as what your mom portrayed it to Oh, for be? sure. Like I had a very limited scope of what motherhood was. And did that make you happy to think about that life? 
Um, no, actually, like I never really subscribed to the traditional like outline of that. I never, I never, it never identified, like it never rang with me. It never rang true. So that's what you thought it was, but, and you wanted to be a mom, but you Well, it was just what was told to me is like, that was my, that was going to be my experience in life. Like you go to school, you go to college, you get your degree, you get married, you have kids, you're a mom and a wife. Like that was kind of the, like how life was explained to me. And so then when you became a mom, I think this is, I think we connect a lot because I think our style Mm. is kind of similar, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole reason I pushed record is because I think that you were about to talk about getting on the floor and playing with your kids. Well, because I realized very quickly that I'm not that kind of mom. You know, I am not the mom that's going to like plan out the macrame art and the crafts, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning. And then we're going to have a little snack and it's going to be like little like boats made out of like, you know, like cut up celery celery with the peanut butter and the little ants on a, like, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm not that mom. Yeah. And the thought of like constantly meal prepping or, you know, preparing meals for everyone every day was daunting to me yeah the idea of having cookies made like that never like I didn't dig it and I'm like I'm not the mom that gets on the floor and plays like I never enjoyed that I would do it because I thought that's what being a a good mom looked like yes but I never loved it and did you ever did you say it out loud like I don't like playing with my kids well, no, because God, the shame of saying that, of admitting that, oh my God, yeah. who would actually say that? Because everybody actually loves playing with their kids. Or so we think. Right. But I know now, because I don't enjoy playing Barbies and playing, right. I, I don't enjoy that. And Mm-mm. something Steven said to me this Mother's Day, because he's always very sweet about, you know, thank you for being our girl's mom. You're such mm-hmm. a great mom. I'm like, am I really a great mom? Because I yeah. feel like he is such a good dad. He is so hands-on and plays with them, and, mm. like, he's so fun. If we got divorced, if I were them, I would go live with him. He would be fun, Like, dad. he's fun. <laughs> he is fun. Um, he's still strict, but he's fun. Like, he enjoys. He has so much fun playing with them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you don't need to play with them. That's what I'm there for. He's like, you teach them about how to communicate and how to care about other people and how to love and how to... I'm like, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Right. Just because... I don't play with them does not mean I'm not a good mom. Like I am rounding them out in other ways and telling them, I mean, I jokingly tell them now, like, sorry, that's not my gift. Yeah. I'm not a player. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I ask them, I'm like, what do you think my spiritual gift is? Tori's like cleaning. (laughs) cleaning. (laughs) It shouldn't be, but I'm sure they would say mine is yelling. No. Um, but no, actually as they've gotten older, I've noticed that we, they play, they're more self-sufficient mm-hmm. in their play. Mm-hmm. So they play alone or they play together really well. Um, but I've also noticed that when they involve me, it's on a level that I actually do love. Yeah. So like Caroline will make dolls for her Barbies before they go and have their imaginary, their imaginary like conversations. Yeah. She makes clothes for them. And she'll come to me and be like, mommy, I want to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, how about this? Or so I kind of fuel their creative fire yes. and play with them that way. Yes. And yes. that's I very that rewarding kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I, I get to contribute to their lives in ways beyond just mothering, yes. right? 
that don't involve me getting on the floor and having the imaginary conversations with the fake plastic dolls. Yes. Right. Okay. I do that too. That makes me feel uh, like I can connect on that too, because I do enjoy like Stella loves having conversations like, oh honey, the kids today were just (laughs) so, you know, we were at the park and I will just go back and forth with her and she loves to pretend to be an adult and I love it. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I love coloring with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when they're doing art stuff, I, I do enjoy that with yeah. them. But I just think it's interesting how for so long I felt so guilty that I wasn't a good mom because of what I thought a good mom is. But I also want to say that I don't think there's anything wrong with June Cleaver. No, of course not. I just... I wish... There I are know, so right? There are so times that I wish that I was that type of mom because I think there's so much it's value. Beautiful. Oh, it is. It's like Norman Rockwell, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it is the quintessential mom. But it's not the only way to mom. And it's right. not the only value that you bring to the table as a mom. Right. You know? And I think that when you're talking about like diverse lifestyles and like all these different like types of people that, that contribute to the world. Yeah. They're not, they weren't all mom the same. Right. You know, and they turned out okay. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to have a June Cleaver type of mom to turn out great. Just same. Like I turned out okay. And I did have a June Cleaver mom, you know? Now, I think that we tend to kind of swing in opposite directions or different directions from our parents. Sure. Sometimes I think it's extreme, and then sometimes Mm -hmm. I think you just make different decisions. So I grew up in a house. I wouldn't call us latchkey kids because my mom was really overprotective, Mm -hmm. but we didn't grow up in a great neighborhood. I mean, it was fine, Um, but she was a single mom, and she worked full-time. We went to daycare. I loved my daycare. Like So many memories of my childhood are from an amazing daycare, Mm -hmm. Um, but... I, my mom, well, she was an alcoholic and so she would go to her room and shut herself in her room and spend the evenings there. And so I, my sister and I would eat in front of the TV in the kitchen. And I think a lot of my memories are after my sister passed away when I was 12 and she was 14. Mm -hmm. So I think my mom's alcoholism, like everything, depression got worse after that. But I think so much of what I remember is sitting in front of a little box TV in our little, um, a galley kitchen mm-hmm. on a stool and eating hungry man dinners by myself. And yeah. that was, you know. And we, like, we ate for hungry man dinners. Like, we wanted that. Right. Like, we, we sat down every night as a family. That's how Steven's family was, too. And yeah. so when we started dating, I wanted to be over there so much. It was, it blew my mind that every night, and they weren't doing anything fancy. Right. They may do the Sam's uh, chicken fried steak and the packaged (laughs) gravy and corn and packaged potatoes. Mm -hmm. But every night they had iced tea, everybody's sitting around eating on a placemat. They're sitting at a table Mm -hmm. as a family. Yeah. It was so different. It was so strange and so wonderful. Yeah. But you would have loved to have just grab yeah, I mean well we I don't remember what brand it was but there were these like like little like tv meals for kids that had like the little thing and we were like oh can we please have that can what we would please your mom sit in front of the tv yeah and she was, let you do it every now and then like as a treat yeah I think every <laughs> once in a while as a treat maybe but it was I mean it was family time at dinner like consistently consistently and it got you know I mean and now like my kids get a mix yeah. You know, like you talked about swinging the opposite direction. And I yeah. think 
a lot of times I do make that conscious decision to be on the opposite end because for whatever reason, but my kids get a mix. Sometimes they sit at the breakfast bar and they eat and they watch TV while they do it. Sometimes we sit at the table yep. and we have highs and lows and we talk about our day. And some days we're eating on the run. We're eating, you know, yeah, we're eating crap car. food in the car while yeah. we're going from one thing to another. Yeah. You know, or just because I had no nothing planned and no groceries. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a more fly by the seat of your pants type of uh, parenting. I think that I do. Yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not a planner. But you're aware of it for sure. And we were talking earlier about your kids rooms like upstairs you let them be themselves you don't you're not up there cleaning up after them or mm-hmm. yelling at them to clean up just letting them be yeah and if they wanted to paint their baseboards neon green would you let them <laughs> I would I would as I hire... sit in this gorgeous freaking house <laughs> white and black and gold and perfection <laughs> it's a pretty sexy house it is um, the downstairs the upstairs but if they the wanted hot if they wanted okay um orange walls and a nice uh, green, <laughs> neon green. Um, totally. I yeah. You would let them? Yeah, absolutely. See, as I've long as I don't to... ever have to go in the room. <laughs> as long as I don't have to see it, it's fine. Just shut your door. Yeah. I don't want to see it from shut the top of the stairs. Leave. Yeah. So th- in our last house, everything was too, I wouldn't say formal, but formal. Like it was too nice. And if they spilled something on something, I was going to flip out. Yeah. We, our chairs in our dining room now are from at home. They're fake leather and mm-hmm. they uh, wipe, up wipe it down. Sure. In the, um, in the. You see that we have breakfast. Flexi. Yeah. <laughs> no, I Very love it. Very modern. Like, yep. Flexi. Easy, whatever. spill yeah. it, whatever. In Hose the, it off in the backyard, honey. Not <laughs> restoration hardware, fabric, Mm-mm. frightening. Mm-mm. The, the breakfast table that we have, I didn't even want to eat in it. We end up eating there all the time, but I leave all the art stuff out mm-hmm. and it was a, um, copper tabletop that we kept outside for a long time and mm-hmm. so it's all kind of patina yeah mm-hmm. and there's marker on it and everything it. and I it's perfect it's exactly what I want yeah so I've made this house more that and I wanted like I went through this whole process like okay I want to be a cool mom mm-hmm. I want to let them pick their well, you are a cool mom just start there I want to chill out then. okay I want right. to stop being <laughs> such a everything has to be my way neurotic perfect mess. exactly <laughs> If I so, may. <laughs> so um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let them pick their paint colors. Mm. And mm-hmm. right when you walk up the stairs, you can see inside Teddy's room and you can see inside Tori's room. And at first I'm like, whatever they want. And Tori, we, we were talking about this bright turquoise, like a Tiffany blue kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oof, oof. And then Stella probably would have picked neon purple. I mean, <laughs> so then I essentially picked three muted versions beautiful mm-hmm. a purple for stella a pink for teddy and a blue for tori mm-hmm. but i showed them all this was a compromise i could have been way cooler but this was like okay you pick your color they all like the pink so they all have the same perfect blush <laughs> muted. you lucked out it on is that one freaking fabulous <laughs> but you know if they Stella wanted the poop blanket. Do you, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. She wanted a, a poop emoji comforter. And I'm like, Steve and I, we kept, look at this I unicorn. Know. I mean, look, totally. I'm being wild. You could have a unicorn. She's yeah. like, no, I want the poop emoji. 
Please, I will give you like one of those glitter, like those, those sequined blankets that change colors when you move it. Please, anything not for it to be the poop emoji blanket. That was the poop right? emoji. No, of So course. I bought it, but it was kind of chic because it was white and then the, <laughs> they were large poop emojis, brown and black and white. I'm like, we can work with this. So oh I bought God. it and then I put it on the bed. I'm like, I can't. I can't deal with this. So then I put her mm-hmm. old comforter over it and then sure. you could peel it back and mm-hmm. there's the poop. Yeah. But then Stella eventually <laughs> didn't like the poop emoji. I'm like, oh. you're kidding me. We fought, we fought you for this. So then I put another fuzzy blanket under there. Long story with that. But uh, it's cozy and she loves it. But there's going to be a day where they're going to want... Probably now. Like Tori um, has begged. She does art. Mm-hmm. And we have these huge magnetic boards that they can hang their art on. But Tori wants to hang art on her bedroom wall. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was allowed to do whatever I wanted. I used that blue sticky tack, the ticky sure. tack that yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. supposed to. Oh, that the left, teachers used. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it left It's blue. supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> and then push pens. All yeah. Oh, no. That was never allowed at my house. Oh, no. No. Well, I'm struggling with that. But Tori's yeah. like, I want to hang this up. Please, mommy, can I hang it on my wall in my room? I'm like, how about this? How about we will hang it on your door? And so she made a T for her, a T for Teddy, and an S for Stella, and they're taped on their bedroom doors. Can you just give her like blue painter's tape and let her hang to her heart's content as long as she uses painter's tape? I think I want to. <laughs> I do. I mean, like... Yeah. That's what I like. I, Cause what's the line? Because I do like order the, sure. the way the toys are cleaned up. And mm-hmm. I think they're both happy not having a bunch of toys in the room. We have a toy room, like the whole upstairs is all room. the kids, right? but they have that and everything. There's a space for everything to go. It's not, you would never walk in and be like, Oh, the little people go here, the little, but there's a method right, and they sure. know that method and they clean up in that method. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to go crazy and have them have shit all over their room. I don't want that. But if creatively, if they want to paint an accent wall, a color that I don't like, who the hell cares? Well, right. And the I end, mean, I care. Matter? Right, exactly. Sure. But why am I doing that? And what am I doing to Tori? Like, is she, I do, my mom let me have my room as a space of my own. And mm-hmm. it's really important. Well, especially the older you get. Well, and we don't sacrifice anything by letting them have something that's theirs. You know, and the fact that I feel that I am because I don't like a wall color, mm. that sucks. Or not allowing them to put push pins in the wall. Well, like you said, well, painters tape. Yeah. So, like, do you hold on? <laughs> Any details? <laughs> like, do you roll it up, or you you I, literally have blue? I give them the roll of painters tape, and I let them do it themselves. And it gives them so Whoa. much, and they use way too much, and it like stresses me out how much they use because that's shit's expensive <laughs> but it gives them so much control over such a little thing that to me it doesn't cost me anything besides you know maybe a few dollars in painter's tape but it's a compromise that I'm willing to make for them to have some control in their little lives yeah and so you don't stifle right? well and that's why like the upstairs is their domain you know like I, they have like because it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me because I don't go up there except to kiss their little faces at night and wake them up in the morning to bathe them or whatever. You know, Carter does it himself. Well, but... I want a tour up there. Oh, God. No. I, but I need to see it. because it's a, it's a complete disaster. But that's okay because I need to see it because I, I realize when I hear you talking about your childhood. Now, I'm not June Cleaver, but I'm very controlling mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Right. And... 
I don't know how or why or when that became my personality because I do feel like a free spirit. But in my well, home, are. Yeah. I think I lacked order as a kid. Yeah. And I lacked, I lacked order. And so I crave that, and so I've created that, and mm-hmm. now I think I've probably created too much. And something my grandma Jenny always tells me, especially about Stella, because she was always in timeout, she's like, don't, don't stifle her. Yeah. Don't stifle her. Yeah. And Does, I think I am doing that. And I, Well, in the end, like, it, like, control over their room is such a small thing, right? And take, take from that what you will, but it's not going to break their spirits if they don't get to, like, control their room. It, but... It, you know, also on the same, the other side of that same coin is that it's not going to kill you for them to have control over their room. The thing is what the compromise that I want to make for this is to let them, if they want to get a different comforter that I think is so ugly, (laughs) let them have it. If they decide if we're, if they want to do an accent wall and we decide to pay for that or allow, you know, like if right. Stephen wants to do it, then let him do it. Who cares? Oh, the comforter thing though. That's a hard one for me. See, we all have our things, but for my sure. thing happens to be everything. <laughs> so yeah, you got to pick. If I let them kind of make their space their own, but I want order. Right. I like their closets organized. I like their clothes, their shoes organized, their toys, where they go. But you go in your room, you rip it up, you have a good time mm-hmm. and then you clean things up. Right. I need order, but sure. I want creativity. Mm-hmm. I'm not fostering an environment. Only only in safe spaces do I foster creativity, <laughs> I think. And I I want to give them a little bit more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think they're interesting people and I think it's really important to have I think they'll probably I I think they'd be happier. Well, and you don't want to create robots either. No. Right. We don't want little robots. We want them to each be individuals and we want them to be special. You know, they are special snowflakes. Yeah. Like, no matter what anybody else will tell you, like, each person gets the opportunity to be special. Yeah. And they come from very special stock, right? So they get to, they need to have the space to explore that. And let them be. Yeah. Steven's let me have cats. I let him have a (laughs) big ass dog in the house. Like everything. These are the people that we never thought we'd be. We Mm. wanted to live in this big, perfect house. Mm -hmm. We did not want any pets, especially no indoor pets. Mm -hmm. And now we live in a perfect house for us, but this not so perfect house. Mm -hmm. And you have all the indoor pets. Uh huh. A yard lizard, a (laughs) large dog, and two cats. Still be outside. And then now I'm kind of like, I kind of want Roman to have a friend. Oh, God. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? I know. But there's something so beautiful and chaotic about it. And Steven sees it too, and it just feels really good. So, but I think that's great that you're creating order inside of chaos. Like, you're having both. Right? So, like, you're honoring both things and allowing them both to exist, right? So I think that that goes back to the girls' rooms, right? Is that they can have both. So make the compromise and make the boundaries known so that they are aware of what your expectations are for them yeah. so that they can honor that or, you know, maybe learn to honor it eventually. But you can have both. So painter's tape. I'm still stuck on this. You really just... So you say no no tacks in the wall? No. Push pins? Only because from a... a nightmare. Nightmare to cover up all those holes. Oh, no thank you. Okay, so that's a definite no. no. Um, But tape. And not like scotch tape because that will ruin the walls. But painter's tape is a beautiful thing. Like, 
And kids don't care what their stuff is hung up with. And does it come in other colors than blue? I think I'm I mean, thinking of like, like a duct green... tape that makes like a fun uh, thing, the... but that's right. not painter's <laughs> tape. Was... No, but you know, like at craft stores, oh, they no, have yeah, cute no. stuff, but that's probably... That's... Well, they have the washi tape. What's that? Mm. What's that? Okay. Well, it's, it's like, it's tape that's not super duper sticky, but it comes in all the different like... But yes, you are actually thinking of the duct tape with all the designs on it. Yeah, the but they have washi tape that's mm-hmm. like smaller that has like little like stripes or flowers or whatever. Is that, that what you scrapbook with? That kind of what thing? I no, not no, you. No, 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 not, no. no. What they? <laughs> what people? What the other? It's what scrapbookers and use. Have you ever scrapbooked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once upon a time, I tried it i don't know that girl anymore though no Mm -hmm. but you're you are super creative Mm -hmm. you just express it differently yeah these days but you enjoy cooking i do you're you're a a, you're i like your combination but i like everybody's combination (laughs) i think about that we were just talking about one of my other best friends and her life is so different and beautiful and she's made such a good life of being a stay-at-home mom and I look at that and I realize that I could never be happy that way I know that about myself but there's beauty in that oh for sure but then there's so much beauty too in just being like screw it but I eat fast food three times a week right now and it, uh, it it is what it is sure whatever but we do sit around at a table most nights, mm-hmm. but sometimes I let them have picnics in front mm-hmm. of the TV and whatever. But I think the beauty is in honoring what makes you happy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's owning it. It's identifying it and honoring it and, and just living in that space. Yeah. Right. It's not trying to be something else. It's not seeing something in somebody else's Instagram feed and going, Oh, I need to be more like that. Or drawing from what your mom was and saying, oh, I need to be more like that. It's, it's about exploring who you are as a mom and as a wife or whatever. But, and knowing yourself well enough to honor that and live in it and own it. But I think that takes time. Sure. Because I think you only have a certain frame of reference. Well, absolutely, this is a mom. Well, then you discover, wait, I don't fit into that. And so then that means I'm not a good mom. Mm. But you only realize that there are no good moms and bad moms. I mean, unless you're beating your kids, you know. Right. There, there aren't good moms and bad moms based on different parenting styles. It is truly just who, it's an extension of who you are as a person and the way that you love and the way that you care for your family mm-hmm. and what your strengths are. Sure. But you don't know that because there's just like, there. We only definition. have definition. Right, it's a frame of reference. Right, limited experience. Speaking of Instagram, so I've always felt like I've never felt jealous or it's never given me a bad feeling, Instagram, mm-hmm. until the um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing all of these people working out and getting fit, and mm-hmm. I'm literally getting fatter. I'm depressed, I'm yelling. And then for the first time, really, I was looking at things that instead of like, wow, that's so motivating, like good for them. I'm like, this is so fucking annoying. Yeah. 
And there are so many fit people that I follow. And it just made me feel bad about myself. And I knew it was my own issue. But I realized for the first time, because I've heard, I mean, so many people struggle with social media making them feel bad. Instead mm-hmm. of it being a happy getaway or an inspirational getaway, it picks at something at you and makes you feel worse. I finally really freaking understand that yeah. with fitness. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Is there social media any type of... Is it always good for you? No, God, no. But I think when I start feeling that way, I pull back. Like I don't get on it. Yeah. And I think that has protected my heart and my head so well because I, 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 I fall into the comparison trap and I, and I see other people living their Instagram lives, right? And I, get, and I start to get kind of mowed down about it. And then I, like, I just pull back and I kind of turn inward and I focus on my real life. Yeah. And I, um, it saves me. And then whenever you, know? you step back into it, do you feel like you're in a better headspace? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not... I used to be super into the social media stuff and I yeah. followed a lot of people and I watched everybody's lives happening. And um, it just... It didn't provide any value to me it just didn't yeah it, and and I and I like you said I, I found myself comparing and feeling bad about my own life and what I realized was if I would just get off of social media and invest in my own life that's what I need to do I need to stop being so mad that I'm seeing other people get fit and I need right. to so that's what I did weight. like right. I pulled up I pulled away from social media I stopped watching everything going on and I started like investing that time that I would have spent scrolling social media on myself yeah and I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've got all that extra time that I've kind of redirected my energy and my attention, and it's paid off. I find that I don't... I enjoy posting mm-hmm. on social media. I don't consume a ton mm-hmm. of it. I like Heather McMahon and her story. She always makes me yeah. feel really good and really normal yeah. and really, like, She's I get her. Yeah. And Heather McDonald, like, there are a few comedians that I enjoy watching and some friends that I kind of peek in on. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy posting, and I enjoy that part. Uh-huh. I, I realize that consuming more, especially right now in fitness, because I think I'm just so lost with, I don't feel like I'm where I should be. Well, mm-hmm. and so that I, I struggle with that. But I've stopped watching so much of that, and now I, um, when I'm bored, I look at YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I'm really into watching anti MLMers. <laughs> I know, so <laughs> random. But on this, okay, so on this uh, vacation, we went to Galveston for a week. And Teddy had an ear infection, and so she was super fussy. Oh. And I spent a lot of time, instead of going down to the pool, I was up there with her. Yeah. And so I was just watching things on my phone, and I just went down. This is totally random. I'm just yeah. telling you a story. But I am watching that. It's purely entertaining. It is not bringing me anything. It is not right. making me compare anything. It is a <laughs> safe distraction, <laughs> if there is such a thing. Totally. But I should probably be watching videos on working out and like finding motivation maybe what you should do is drop that word from your vocabulary i know 
I think I'm so guilty of that. Wow. That's one of my biggest problems right now. And I, that's what's putting me in a place where, I mean, I haven't felt motivated or driven for myself in a really long time. Like, I think I was so motivated and mm. so driven. Well, that's, yeah. And then depressed. And now I'm like, okay. But I want to be driven and I go. want to feel that. There you go. And I just need to, it's, it's waking me. I'm starting to wake up again. Yeah. But I want to snap my fingers and for my arms to be not jello oh, and for, but wow. my body responds quickly. And that's to something to out. celebrate. Let me tell is. you. Well, I'm looking at you. You said seven weeks. I'm like, girl, okay, seven weeks, I can do this. I mean, it's incredible. But we're similar in that way. Like, our bodies respond really quickly to working out. Like, we we give it a little bit of a diet, you know, not, God forbid, I don't want to mean, I don't mean like the diet, the D word. But, like, we give it a little bit of a restriction or some sort of paying attention to what what we put in our mouths. Right. Um, and, and we respond quickly. And so that's something that you get to focus on, right? And you're like, yes, here's the thing. I know this about myself yeah. and I've done it before. Yeah. I know I can do it again yeah. and I'm starting to wake up to it. Like, and you just have to celebrate And to give that. myself time and to not totally. look back and, and think where I was after prior pregnancies because this is totally different. Oh my God. Everything is totally different in the world, well, in yeah. my life, everything. Uh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I don't think I've told, uh, I don't think I posted about it on social media yet about Lexapro. I wanted to see if it was going to work before I started talking about it. Other than, you know, I always talk about different things that I'm trying, Weight Watchers, yeah. different workout programs. Like I'm honest and I'm a flake. If I don't like something, <laughs> bitch, I don't do it. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I was really anxious and depressed. And like, I had a day where I felt f- physical pain because of depression. And I've never, mm. that's, I've, I'd never experienced that. Yeah. So on top of anxiety, I'm like, oh shit, I think I'm de- depressed. Yeah. And so my doctor, my uh, OB-GYN put me on Lexapro and things have been going great. Mm-hmm. And my appetite went from, I think I was emotional eating, sure. maybe. Um, yeah. And now my appetite's back to what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the food portion, I think I'm okay on for now. I think it needs some cleaning up and some more focusing. But you know how to do that. Yep. You've done it before. You and can I do don't it again. want to focus on that right now. I don't, yeah. I'm not in a surplus in calories, I don't think. I think I'm fine. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I'm eating more than I should be. I don't feel concerned about food. I That's want a great place to, to be in. focus more on it and be more intentional. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. But what I want to do more than that is pick up weights again. And it's just been like six weeks probably since I worked out. But I had started, like I was doing this workout program at home that I was really, 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 really loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing the videos and, and, and doing the, I mean, doing a video, right? Sure. Um, but it was just lighter weights tape. and a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. VHS, <laughs> pop it in. But, this, but then if I didn't feel like doing that... I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up weights. And I've been working out for years. I enjoy lifting heavier, yeah. less reps, heavier weight. Yeah. And then in between, I do like um, hit, you know, yeah. something to kind of, you know, and just making it up as I go along, listening to music and mm-hmm. just kind of being like how I used to work out at the gym. Yeah. I'm like, this feels really good. So not feeling like I have to do this one workout because I've started this program and this is what I'm on. Mm-hmm. No, let me 
switch it up and do something different. Yeah. And that was going really well. I felt good in my skin. Like it just, my body does better when it's being used. You know, I think of our dog, he's like a hunting dog and he is his best when he's working. He likes to go fetch. He likes to be like, that's when he's his best. Right. And my body is best when it's being used, when it's working. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. And And I I miss that feeling. I feel soft right now and I'm not mad. I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, it's not great, but that doesn't (laughs) upset me. I just want to feel good and strong. Yeah. And I'm literally one workout away from that. Exactly. One. Totally. One workout from having that feeling. Exactly. And it begets more, right? Because yep. you get back into the, the endorphin rush of working out and the release of the serotonin that you get from, from all of that. And it just, it just turns into this snowball of you getting totally shredded again. And it's not even about how I look. No. Because I do think I've become more accepting i mean i still get botox and lip fillers and you know all that good stuff and i want another boob job but god forbid we ever give that up well god no No. god no i really want my boobs redone so bad steven's like they're fine i'm like my nipples are not where they should be (laughs) and i want to go smaller i want to go bigger what the okay so i feel like i'm I'm, my body has not settled back in. We've decided we'll get a pool first. Sound like a real jerk, but I want to wait until things settle in until Teddy mm-hmm. gets older too. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like my boobs are still kind of fat right now. And I know that my body fat percentage in general is not where it was and what I was more used to, yeah. but I don't know if things have shifted yeah. or, but I feel like they're too big and I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> Steven's like, they're great. I, I had a dream that I removed them. Really? And I think Steven would remove me from yeah. his life. That's called a nightmare. I, I, That's not a dream. No, I just want... You were into it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want... I, I want boobs that fit my body, but I want them to sit well. Mm-hmm. And I want... The, I, like na- I like a natural boob. I like a natural boob. Mm-mm. But I... Um, like, how my how I was after the last two kids. Well, no, I got a boob job after Tori Mm -hmm. and then they were still great after Stella. Uh And then now it's like, Oh, stretch too far. But you're not the same as you were after Tori and Stella. No. Right. No, you're, you have, I'm not even there yet, but I know my nipples don't sit where they need to, (laughs) and they're not going to get higher by me losing more weight. Okay. So okay. there's two issues. Fair, fair I need point. to see where I we know that part's got to go up, but I don't know <laughs> if the, the sizing, volume exactly. The volume. Do it. I do I replace the implant? Do I leave the implant? Oh, and yeah. and just keep the same one because it's still fine. I don't think that's the expense of the surgery. So you want to go bigger? Yeah. How much bigger? And why? What makes you want to go bigger? I don't know. I just feel like they're kind of starting to like drop a little bit more. And I want to feel sit like on I just want to, yeah, but I don't want to uh, lift. Like, I don't want to do that. I like where they are. I just, you just feel like want I want volume. just a little bit more volume. Do you, um, there's a procedure, uh, where you can get fat sucked and they can fill it with your natural fat to give you volume up <gasps> higher. Really? It's a thing. There's an Instagram it. account that I follow. Um, and I think it's Patrick somebody. No, Sue. Patrick. Is it? Yeah, he does all the um, 
but the I mommy makeovers? I think he's done... Oh, I gotta go soon. I think he's done... I have a call. I think he's done that procedure where you take fat. If you're good yeah. where your nipples are sitting oh, and yeah. everything's, everything's good, good, you just want more volume here, then you should look into yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want them cutting like my skin open. Yeah, you should look into that. Like, See, I don't care. Cut it open. No, no, no. Cut some out. Cut no, them off. You. Cut no, the I'm extra good. off. No, just yeah. give me a little extra volume. Yeah. I know where they can get it from. That's a thing. <laughs> you're shaped perfectly. You're sweet. Okay, um, I gotta go. I have to. I'm, well, I have I'm a show ending this too, podcast. So. Oh. For the property? Uh, no, for a different house. It's a different house. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me push record. Oh, it was my pleasure. Why you didn't have a choice? I honor. just did it. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I would say I'll talk to you next week, but that might be a lie. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it'll be in six months. Who knows? Love you. Bye.